Well, good morning and welcome to our Bible study this morning. Um, I trust you have your Bibles with you. And we're going to read from Mark's Gospel. We're reading from Mark chapter 10, starting at verse 46. So it's Mark 10, verse 46. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. We pray. Father, we just thank you for your word and we thank you that we can gather together around it in this way. And our Father, we just ask that as we come and look at this account of the healing of blind Bartimaeus, that you might open up your word and that you might teach us through it. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Right, so Mark chapter 10, verse 46. This as we come to this particular section, I want us to keep in mind that when Mark wrote this, it would have been read as one piece of continuous reading without chapter and verse. So we must view it in this way, seeing that everything we read is related to what we have already read. And what we are reading now is relevant to what we will read in the future as we go through Mark's Gospel. As we read, we can see many different elements in what Mark is saying. We see really the geographical journey that Jesus and the disciples are on. We see the progression of the teaching of Jesus and also the step-by-step understanding and even misunderstanding of his teaching as taught as he taught the disciples. We see the growing opposition from the religious leaders and the growth of his popularity among the people. We also pick up on elements that will tell us that Mark had a certain type of reader in mind. He keeps his narrative short, but tells us what we need to know about the gospel, the good news about Jesus. If we go back to the beginning of the gospel in chapter 1 and verse 1, this is what Mark said. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. That's who Jesus is teaching us about. That's who he wants us to know. Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. So we come to Mark's account of the healing of blind Bartimaeus. And let's look out for links that Mark gives us. He's already told us some of these things. And we need to understand how these things fit in to what Mark wants us to know here in this passage. Verse 46. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside 
begging. Jesus and his disciples are still on their journey to Jerusalem. Now Jericho is about 18 miles away from Jerusalem. Jesus knew what was awaiting him in Jerusalem. And he has also pre-warned his disciples, even though they haven't really understood what he was saying. But they know that he is determined to get there. They've noticed a change in his demeanour. We know that would have happened because in Isaiah chapter 50 verse 7, and we looked at this verse last week, this is what Isaiah says, Because the Sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and now I will not be put to shame. So this is Jesus, the one who has now set his face as a flint as he goes towards Jerusalem. And what is waiting him there. Now Jericho was a busy city. News of his arrival had spread and a large crowd were following him. Mark tells us that there was a blind man sitting by the roadside. This would not be an unusual sight. But before we look at what happened next, let us look at the unusual thing that Mark tells us about this man, Bartimaeus. In addition to being a blind beggar, Mark tells us something else, something that stands out from the many other people who Jesus healed. He tells us his name. Not only his name, but the meaning of his name. This man, Bartimaeus, his status in the eyes of everyone present is that he's the lowest of the low. But we know his name. His name is Bartimaeus. Mark tells us, and Mark goes to the trouble of explaining to us that it means son of Timaeus. To the Jews, this is obvious. They know that anything prefixed with bar means son of. But the Gentiles might not have known this. And Mark has his readers who live in Rome, the Romans, and they more than likely wouldn't understand this, so Mark gives us that little bit of extra information. He knows, when you think about Jesus, Jesus knows you and I better than we know ourselves. And he knows our name. We're told that he even knows he even knows the number of hairs we have on our head. This is Jesus who knows this. Well, back to Bartimaeus. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now this man must have recognised the name Jesus as he would have heard it mentioned by the crowd. He would have known that there was something happening, crowds were beginning to gather, somebody seemed to be coming, and the people would have been talking about it, and they would have been saying, who is it? It's Jesus, the teacher, or Jesus, the healer. But Bartimaeus, he understood more about who Jesus was. He called out to Jesus, Jesus, son of David. How well do you know Jesus? Is it just what you have heard others say about him? Remember what Jesus said to his disciples when they told him what others said about who they thought he was. 
And Jesus turned to his disciples and said, But who do you say that I am? That's the thing, isn't it? It's not who other people think Jesus is. It's who do we think Jesus is. Notice here that Bartimaeus didn't ask for healing. He asked for mercy. He had nothing. He was a nobody. He knew that he didn't merit any favours from Jesus. So he came asking for mercy. It's a good lesson for us there, and that's something for us to think about. But let's go to verse 48. We read that many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. You see, Bartimaeus wasn't going to be stopped. He wanted to speak with Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus. Nothing was going to stop him. But people did try to stop him. Who tried to stop him? Well, obviously, people in the crowd, they saw him as being unimportant, probably said to him, shut up, who do you think you are? You're just an embarrassment to yourself and to others. But who else tried to stop him? As he got closer to Jesus, maybe the disciples, thinking that Jesus won't want anything to do with this type of person. And besides, Jesus seems to have more important things on his mind. They know that he is keen to get to Jerusalem. You know, nothing is more important to Jesus than those who have a need and a desire to come to him. And nothing was going to stop him. What about us? What stops us coming to Jesus? What are the things that hinder us? The other things that we sometimes find so important that they come first in our lives. Again, something to think about as we look at this passage here. But Bartimaeus, nothing was going to stop him. In verse 49, we read that Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. The first surprise to everyone was that Jesus stopped, stopped dead in his tracks. The second surprise was that he called for him. The surprise to us is the apparent change in the attitude of the crowd. The ones who were telling him to shut up, now they say, cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. You know, crowds can be very fickle. Just the same as crowds are today. They're all the same, really, aren't we? But we read on in verse 50, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. This is a wonderful picture of how we should come to Jesus when he calls us. Cast off everything that hinders our progress. An urgency, jump to our feet. Know who it is we have been called by. Jesus, son of David. Come knowing who we are. Helpless and hopeless. And with these words on our lips. Have mercy on me. Let's go to verse 51. 
What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Let us stop for a moment and consider these words. What do you want me to do for you? Did they ring any bells with you? I think they did with the disciples. If we go back to verse 36 and verse 37 of chapter 10, something we looked at last week, we heard those same words from the lips of Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. On this occasion, it was James and John, two of his disciples, who he was speaking to. They came with a request of Jesus to do for them whatever they asked. And their request was for something that they obviously felt that they deserved. Because they replied, Let one of us sit at your right hand and the other at your left in your glory. What a contrast to the request made here by Bartimaeus. Do you think that they, the disciples, saw it? In particular, James and John? Maybe not right away. But I'm sure that they did. Remember that one of the disciples, Peter, is the one who is more than likely the one from whom Mark had the resource for this, his gospel. Was he also remembering the name of the blind man? Because it has such an effect and has such an impact on him, on James, on John, and the rest of the disciples. You know, I've met a lot of people down the years, and like you, I've forgotten a lot of people's names. One name I remember is a man called Herman Ditz. Herman Ditz, he was from Belgium. I only met him once, and then only for a few minutes. How is it that I remember his name? Well, he was the driver who caused a five-car pile-up that I was in on the way to the south of France over some 30 years ago. No one was injured. The car was a write-off. But I remember his name because of the thing that happened. Of all the people Jesus healed, it seems the one name that they, the disciples, remember is that of Bartimaeus. I think this incident taught them a great lesson, a lesson that they never forgot. And as we go on in this account of Bartimaeus, there's more. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Well, first of all, we think that was an obvious request from this blind man. But, you know, if you think about it a little harder, he'd probably been blind for a lot of years, maybe from his birth. He had what was quite a good pitch. It was a busy place, uh, Jericho, and there'd be a lot of comings and goings on the road out. It was also the road in from the other direction. He probably made enough to keep him alive for all those years. He probably knew a lot of voices, and a lot of those voices would have maybe befriended him. 
and that was his life. But if his eyes were opened, all that would go. You know, maybe that could have been quite a big wrench for him. And Jesus wanted to know exactly what it was that he wanted. I want to see. Also, this blind man called Jesus Rabbi. Now, I understand from the commentators and and from other people who know Greek a lot better than I do. In fact, I don't really know any Greek. But they tell us that this word here is the word rabboni. It's from the Greek word, which is a little bit longer, rabboni. But it means more than just rabbi. It means my lord, my master. I think the only other place this actual translation of Rabboni is found in the Gospels is in John chapter 20, verse 16. And that's the occasion of Mary Magdalene at the empty tomb. And when she saw the empty tomb, she saw the gardener and she didn't know who the gardener was. She thought he was just the gardener, but it was actual, in actual fact it was Jesus. And when she realized who it was, she called him. Rabboni, my Lord, my Master. This is what blind Bartimaeus said. When Bartimaeus called out Son of David, he was addressing Jesus as the Messiah. When he called him Rabboni, he was calling him Lord and Master. And what did he want? He wanted to see. His eyes were opened. He saw with his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, he saw Jesus, the man, standing in front of him. But with his spiritual eyes, he saw more than that. He saw Jesus, the one who was his Lord, his Master. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. So his faith had healed him physically and his faith had healed him spiritually to the point where he praised God. He left his former life and he followed Jesus along the road. His faith in Jesus brought about his healing for his eyes that were opened. But so were his spiritual eyes opened and he followed Jesus. You know, I said that we can learn a lot from this passage. We can take a lot away with us and apply it to our own lives. I'm sure that many of the people there in that crowd learnt a lot. I'm sure that Bartimaeus also learnt a lot. I know he did. But you know who else I believe learned a lot? I believe the disciples learned a lot. When they saw this, this man who had nothing... He came to Jesus and all he asked for was for Jesus to have mercy on him and his life was changed. They, Jesus' disciples, who'd been with him for almost three years, Jesus had taught them patiently, lovingly. Gradually their eyes, their spiritual eyes, were beginning to open. 
but I don't think they were opened as wide as Bartimaeus's spiritual eyes were opened on this occasion here. I don't believe their eyes were really fully opened until after the resurrection, when all the things that Jesus had taught them began to fall into place. So I hope that you can see the significance of this passage here, of this miracle that occurred, but a miracle where the man whose name was remembered by the disciples, the man whose name Mark gives us in this, his gospel. I'm sure that this was a great lesson for them. And it also shows us the importance of seeing these gospel writers when we come to the gospel, be it Mark, Luke, John, Matthew. We will see them as a complete work where they put it together in a way that we, the reader, might know what they really want us to know. And what was it Mark wanted us to know? Well, we mentioned that from the beginning of his gospel. That Mark, the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. That's who he is. That's who Mark wants us to know who he is. And that's who God wants us to tell others that that is who he is. Our Father, we just ask for your blessing upon this, your word. We thank you for its content. We thank you that it can speak to our hearts. And our Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen.